Spring. The Pulp Dungeon Radio Show. The Pulp Dungeon Radio Show. It's Double Dungeon. It's February 3rd, 2020. It is, yeah. Got him. Wait, 2020, yeah. Got him. <laughs> I only knew that because yesterday was Groundhog Day. Oh, yeah. And I knew that because there were these annoying guys that were at karaoke last night. Okay. These two guys, they were... Um, the karaoke host referred to them as the Euro seeming guys. Uh-huh. And they kept grabbing the microphone in between people that were singing. And they kept making announcements like, oh, thank you for joining us at our party. It's our birthday party for blah, blah, blah. This is February 2nd, 2020, Groundhog Day. Groundhog oh, Day. Just thanks, over guys. And, yeah, and they, like, thanks. in between each person, they were like, up next to the mic, we have, you know, and then the person. Yeah. And every single person was like, give me. Get, just give me the mic. Give me the mic. It's yeah. my turn to sing. Get out of here. I don't know you. So that's the only reason I know the day is because right. of karaoke because well, of Groundhog Day. <laughs> well, you're right. And Palindrome Day. Yeah, Palindrome Day is a joke. I didn't. I thought that was dumb. Everybody was going nuts. It only happens once in a millennia. Yeah. A lot of things only say, happen who one, says, once says, in a millennia. So I was around someone who was like, or in the news, it's like, oh, you should feel lucky that you're alive at all for a Palindrome you Day. You should feel lucky that you're alive at all is a good <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> palindrome day. It's stupid. Oh, oh I, you're grumping. You're grumping hard am. about we, it. We, we didn't. We didn't introduce ourselves yet. I'm Rafael. That's Adi. Hi. And uh, <laughs> we're gonna do some hot takes. Adi. Yes. Yesterday was the Super Bowl too. Oh yeah. No, yeah. actually, it was Super Bowl fifty something. But 54? it was the Super Bowl as well. Fifty four. Fifty four. Maybe. Sure. I don't know. Um, I just wanted to say that I am extremely happy that the Super Bowl was over. Yeah. So that we can focus on what's really important, which is the Broncos rebuilding and going to the Super Bowl next year. Oh, right, 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 right. Because right. this year was atrocious, and I hate, I don't even like watching the Super Bowl. Uh, Broncos really need to focus on the rebuild Yeah, they need to part. do something. Uh, I don't even like watching the Super Bowl when the Broncos aren't in it. And when I do, when the Broncos are in it, I have to watch it by myself because I don't like being around people. Get stressed out. Yeah, because I get stressed you out. get super stressed. Um. Anyway, I just, I I don't even want to watch it. And the worst part is that if I do end up watching the game, a lot of times I'm actually watching the football that's happening on the screen. Yeah. And everybody's talking the entire time. And then as soon as the commercials come on, everybody shuts up and watches the commercials. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I don't care about commercials. Yeah, uh, it's pretty dumb. I'm glad the Super Bowl's over. That's the, the point of that one. Adi, yes. did you know that the Mormons are supposed to store... A full year's worth of food on hand for their like entire in, family in, in case of they have a emergency. closet yeah they have like a closet in most mormon houses that they built in and uh yeah in case of emergency what, you have what, food you, what on kind hand. of things do you think that they're saving well i know what we used to get somebody one well, of I my forgot. friends was mormon and so they used to give us i don't know, i think they were mormon maybe they were jehovah's witness but they had they had food on hand too so we would get all kinds of like just random food boxes of if I remember right, it was mostly like, um, what's the one with the hand? And he's like a little hand guy. Hamburger helper? That one. Yeah, it was like that kind of stuff. That <laughs> I kind like of quality. your description. And then uh, just like instant beef and noodle mix and that makes sense. I mean, stuff you like to that. store for what a year yeah. and, you know, and then they would like, get rid of it. cheap. We would get it because it had all expired or was about to expire. So, yeah, and all they the knew expired that, ramen. They knew that, you know, my family 
If there's one thing we're good at, it's eating expired food. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? 15 months that oh, yeah. beef what was, was in the or that oh, yeah. pork was in the fridge, whatever um, it was. You listeners aren't going to understand. <laughs> hey, that's a callback. <laughs> um, anyway, I think it's a good idea and I think people should do it. Wait, well, so maybe wait, not oh, a, wait a was year. the point of this is that, that people should be storing food? Yeah, storing food. I mean, look what, look, I just think that uh, there have been enough interruptions that having, I don't know, a little extra canned food on hand isn't a bad idea. Okay. Yeah. We should probably also have more than, you know, the half a week's worth of Mookie food we have left or else she's going to eat us in our sleep. Oh, I mean, she's on her own. It's true. Yeah, it's- <laughs> Go catch her own food. Yeah, yeah, in the emergency situation. In emergencies, yeah. <laughs> Bye, Mookie. No, I don't. I don't mean that, Mookie. Completely. Adi. Yeah. What's up? I don't think I've talked about this proposal on the show before, but Are you I have sure? a, a proposal. And if I've talked about it on the show, that's your fault for not <laughs> reading ahead. You have a, a rundown this week, just barely. So I think. I probably have talked about it. Eh, whatever. I'm talking about it again. Okay. I think New York City, I've revised my plan. I think New York City should shut down streets and turn them into parks. Oh, like um, like taking over the parking spaces? Yeah. Take over everything in the street except for one small service lane and then build parks on every single street that they do this to. I think it would be great. I think uh, if there's one thing that New York City could do with less of its traffic car traffic area reclaim it reclaim it for foot traffic yeah because that's the thing is if you watch if you watch videos from the 1920s 1910s it's people walking around in the streets all over the place like with traffic kind of having to stop and wait for people to get out of the street and fruit carts there are people carrying things in the street the streets were more of a pedestrian thoroughfare and cars just happen to also be there. Yeah. Now it's cars own the streets. And if you're in the street, I saw a guy using his laptop in the street last night. I, oh, that yeah. was a little weird. But the point is that I think that uh, the space was de- designed one way, got taken over by cars. And I think that for mental health of the city, taking back every third street, every fifth street, something like that, and putting in a small park is a good idea. So, and you still can have the service lane. Like I don't. I'm not saying people shouldn't have ambulance access. I'm yeah. just saying that we don't need every single street to be nothing but street. Yeah, parking. I wonder. I wonder what kind of committee would decide how to reclaim those streets if it's for parks or for what? We, what we else? Need to, we need to take over the local parks. councils. Vote local. We're gonna get rid of the streets. Wait. <laughs> it's more okay. than, it's it's yeah, it's we run the, it's more than we run these streets. It's we're digging these streets up and we're putting in parks. That's the <laughs> proposal. Let's see. Howdy. I think we should get on with the show. I hate the internet. So this week, uh, there's going to be a lot of politics uh, today because the Iowa caucuses are happening. So political news is ramping up. Um, In the last week, uh, Elizabeth Warren came out saying that platforms like uh, YouTube and the other one, Facebook, 
should be held accountable for disseminating false information. Did you see this? No, I didn't. She wants to um, limit the or increase the liability for these websites for trafficking and disinformation. But the problem is, and the way that I see it being used, is that you remember there was about two years ago, there was a big uh, sarin gas attack in Syria. I, I don't remember that. It happened. So two years ago, there was a big sarin gas attack in Syria, and the white, uh, the UN stepped in saying it was a war crime, this and that. And we used it. I can't remember what we exactly did at the time, but uh, we used it as an excuse to further our agenda against Syria. And then just, uh, just less than two months ago, the news came out that that entire sarin gas attack never happened and that the whole thing was staged. When? Yeah, it was. But the problem that, is... That came out in the news? Yeah. So the problem is that when these kind of events happen, a lot of people jump out and say, this looks staged, Yeah. but that's going to be treated as disseminating disinformation. I guarantee it. Yeah. Any Anybody that's going against the, the narrative that's being driven is going to be labeled as disinfo and shut down. Yeah. So Double Dungeon or is going to get shut person. down for our disinformation about the rap industry. Well, no one, no one knows. Wait, what? <laughs> Pushing conspiracy <laughs> conspiracy theories about gangster no rap. No one listens to our show anyway. It's true. If you're listening right now, you're no one, according to Adi. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that. Yeah. That's so. That's so bad. Um. Anyway, I. I like I said, the, you're on, one of your brothers doesn't even listen to this ever. Well, whatever. It's not my fault. He doesn't have good taste. He should uh, at least listen to one episode, not naming which one it is. I'm very offended. Anyway, the point is, it's going to be used, <laughs> they're going to just label whatever they dis- they disagree with as disinformation, whatever is politically inconvenient yeah. as disinformation. No, it's that's definitely going to happen. So Absolutely. It's coming. Uh, the internet, worse than ever. I was working on this story two hours ago, and it has now become a major news story. Um, phones are killing us, Adi. And here's part of their phones are killing us. Okay. They decided to have the Democratic Caucus reports done through a phone app. Why? Because they want... So they purposely, the DNC purposely did not men, uh, name who the company that they're working with is or how the data is being collected, because they are hoping for security through obscurity. What? That was their catchphrase. Security through, like, from hackers? Yeah, yeah exactly. And so... Yeah, but what what about people who deserve to know who the company is and what their involvement yeah, is with think. the candidates if the, and the if DNC? The, if the company, or if the uh, DNC was open to the public, that is what they would do, is they would have an open system. But they instead, so they uh, relied on each person who was running a caucus to download the app. First mm-hmm. of all, a lot of people were saying that the app wouldn't even load on most of their phone or on a lot of their phones. And then the DNC mailed or distributed um, login information for the people who were running the caucuses. Yeah. And a lot of people were coming back saying that their login wasn't valid in the DNC app system. This is just going to keep happening. Yeah. And so we're getting ready to go on air and we just heard that the de- the vote is delayed because they are trying to do quality assurance <clears throat> quality assurance to make sure that the vote is quality correct. checks quality checks there you go and the whole thing is just being architected to 
to fit whatever they need to push. Yeah, that's so sad. It's just bad. It's it reminds me it's of really the, frustrating. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, what was that twenty sixteen when uh, in Brooklyn they got rid of all the voter rolls. They purged a bunch of voters. Yeah, and it ended up being that they said, "Oh well, it didn't matter anyway. They were all going to vote for the Democrats in the election." That's but the not problem an excuse is, for getting rid of yeah, people. Yeah, the problem listening. is that. It was people who were going to vote for Bernie Sanders, not Hillary Clinton in general, that were purged based on where they were living, which was much skewed, much younger and much more progressive yeah. than New York City in general. It's jacked out. So anyway, we're going to sit, we're going to have to see what I know, happens I'm, here. I know. I'm like, oh, let's just keep going with the show so for as long as possible. So I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to like have to hear the news that something got they, messed uh, with. The tweet that I saw was at 11 o'clock. They said that at that point in time in 2016, 85% of all precincts had reported or yeah, caucuses it's late had enough. reported. And when I checked at 11, they said 2% had reported. That's that's so, something. Shenanigans. 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 Makes me mad. You know what else is shenanigans? What? The stuff that's going on on social media right now. I'm kind of surprised. I only this is the only Wuhan flu coronavirus story I have, and it's because I'm trying not to go too far off the deep end. Oh, you know, it's still early. Yeah, um, but I have noticed something that I think is happening. Uh, okay. Um, since the coronavirus came out, and they're blaming it on bats, right? People people eating bats is the the cause of this virus. Allegedly, is that what it is now? That's that's I've heard one thing. Like there were a lot of photos a of the bunch bat of different stew things. or whatever that was with the little smiling bat. It's all cooked. I haven't seen. Well, I also, see I've, I've I saw a great one that was limited to like NPR. I haven't yeah, been so they, utilizing the outlets. That one of the use. ideas is that uh, somebody bought some tainted bat meat at a local market, and <clears throat> there is an alternate theory that I see some pieces coming together that says that this was actually a weaponized a bio uh, weapon that was created in a Canadian lab. And yeah, so I'm trying not to go too far off the deep end, but yeah, you just, if you look into it, you just have to go to the, you know, the dark web or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry guys. You just have to go to the dark web. Yeah. It's not, so, it's not a big deal or anything. There, but there's, there's some people saying that it could, <laughs> it could have been something related to a, um, a stolen virus that was accidentally released. Right. But here's the thing that makes me think that that yeah, might actually ac- be more, more correct is that all of a sudden recently in the past week or two on Twitter, I've seen tons of videos of and on Reddit too of um, Asian people eating disgusting looking food. Like there's one of a girl eating a gooey duck, which you know what that is? It's like um, no, a, it's a, lo- it's it a clam. It it's like? like a clam. It's a long, weird looking clam that looks like an alien. And is it delicious? I'm sure. Yeah. No, if you cut it up, it's really good. But really? she's, so she's eating a whole one dipped in like chili powder. And when you bite into it, it, it starts spraying all this water out that are, it has inside of its body. Yeah. And so it's like spraying everywhere and it's kind of disgusting looking. And then I saw another one. What are, I've seen a few different ones where people are just eating disgusting foods. And I think so that. You think it's not just a trend? No, I think these, I've seen these videos, videos before. That's the thing is I've seen them before. I think my theory is that someone, and it could be, China's um, electronic force is disseminating these videos in an what? effort to implant in people's mind that Chinese people eat disgusting food, and therefore that's probably how the virus got out. Rather, rather than 
rather than you know something something scary. logical like it being a stolen bio weapon. Are we choosing the word logical here? <laughs> <laughs> That's the word we're choosing. Anyway, I I noticed that it was a trend, and it was originating from places that I just wasn't expecting to see. I I really think that you it's think there's just, more to it. Yeah. I think that I think that again, I the every major nation on Earth has some degree of an online presence that they use to sway opinion in the yeah. way that they want it to be swayed, and I wouldn't be surprised if that's an angle they're taking. That makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Just it, it's all very uh, disturbing. Disturbing, just like that bat soup. You didn't see the bat soup? No, I'm not clicking it's on that kind of bat. stuff. I don't care. Uh, I don't. I would eat a bat, but it'd bat. have to be like fried or roasted. Well, how do they normally make them? It's in a soup, so it's like still got its hair on and everything. They don't do anything with it. No, it's just like in the soup. I mean, we haven't had it. Maybe it's like I don't a good, eat just maybe hair. it's a good texture. Maybe. Do you know anything about that hair? I don't. If you've eaten bad stew, maybe write us at double dungeon at hotmail dot com. Oh yeah, double yeah. Hotmail dot com. So, as you know, we are the number one Prince podcast on the internet. So in my daily searching for the term Minnetonka, I happen to come across this news story. <laughs> Minnesota schools are in trouble at the moment because they're working with a company called Social Sentinel. That sounds, sounds real nice, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's... Sounds exactly like what you want in your kid's classroom. Absolutely. So, Social Sentinel. What do you think they're doing? I'll tell you what they're doing. <laughs> they're installing video cameras in all the classrooms that use facial recognition technology to monitor the students the entire time they're in class. So a bunch of expensive cameras are about to get broken. And they're using um, algorithms to determine if children are acting out of line. And it then is attempting to predict and cut off kids who are either bullying or potential school shooters. They're also They're also using this techno- a different technology to monitor the kids' um, social media profiles and it's looking for terms and uh kind of just constantly agitating through the information so we're never moving to minnesota <clears throat> yeah exactly um so sorry i'm trying to find i have a uh, a district spokeswoman lisa defendall is that her name defendall, defendall? it's a pretty funny name <laughs> said if even i'm one, sorry i'm laughing if even one person is saved from harm as a result of social sentinel the product is worth the investment it's it was like thirty thousand dollars analyze a year. how it could be potentially harmful to students as it is i i just hate that mentality though if even one person is saved then all this crazy invasive stuff is worthwhile and it's like well wait a minute so here's an example the example that the the district gave is that there was one student who was in a dark place that was a quote and their social media posts were re- uh, reflecting that. Social Sentinel reached out to the school and mental health professionals from the school stepped in. So what? Is that, I mean, has, why, have we needed this before? Like, where the teacher can't notice that the kid's being, like, what? Kids are depressed. They're teenagers. I, I just don't understand. There's adults in this school, ostensibly, who should be noticing that somebody maybe needs some help, mental help. Yeah. But instead, let's or like maybe have like put the money towards more support staff mm-hmm. or social service yeah, staff. It's 30, they said it was thirty thousand dollars a year 
um, the contract that the school superintendent signed. So that seems low to me. So they must be getting some other information. There, must, there has to be something. Yeah, yeah that is that I'm does sure. seem low for that because I was about to say like, well, they could spend all this it money be, on a staffer who's full time, guess, but they can't on thirty grand. If I had to guess, maybe it's also a pilot program, hmm. one that they they're planning on rolling out elsewhere. So it's the cost is low at the moment. That would make sense. Yeah, but, that makes more sense actually yeah. if it was something like that. Just terrible. But it, it seems like I'm all for like productive and good uses of tech, but um, I feel like this is a case where maybe some more humans should be involved. Yeah, they're gonna. They should just have kids learn from robots, like a uh, speak and spell. There's a lot of civil unrest going on around the world, Adi. Have you been keeping up with the Yellow Vest movement at all? Uh, no. So the Yellow Vest... I just you know, figure France is doing its own thing. You know what the Yellow Vest movement is about in general? It's people being angry at the austerity that yeah. the neoliberal policies of the current administration in France and the EU have in, imposed on them. Yeah. Well, last week we had uh, a major turn where the firefighters union was getting a bunch of its benefits stripped and upped meaning like the retirement age was moving i think it was 57 initially it was moving way higher and the amount that they they were going to be getting in pension was being stripped oh my gosh and so you had firefighters out in the street and the fire do you know what the french firefighter outfit looks like they have chrome they have a chrome hat that they wear that's very famous i want a chrome hat and they were all out there in their chrome hat with their firefighter outfits on and some of them had Joker paint, which I don't understand, but it still it made for a good image. And they were out there clashing with the police. Uh, who, if this happened in America, I was thinking about it. Well, if this happened in America, who would the average Trump supporter vote or not vote, but be rooting for? Oh yeah, because they're all supposed to be heroes. But when it comes to but actually, but wouldn't paying happen them, here because we're not allowed to protest here in the yeah. same way. Oh, it's true. Cops. Yeah, it's that's true. And um, for a free country. Yeah. When it comes to actually paying these heroes, it's when people put their foot down also. Yeah. Um, So I just thought it was an interesting uh, image because they they were really getting into it. There were Molotov cocktails. There were people getting beat with clubs and shields. Wow. It's not... People are very intense over there. And I've been monitoring the situation for a while. They've been protesting for almost a year now every weekend. So making moves. Uh, The other protest that I really liked this last week was uh, took place in Puerto Rico I don't know. I sent that to you for sure. Yeah, I was following was, that. Um, the Definitely following People that. of Puerto Rico, after uh, the finding of all the supplies that we talked about last week from the hurricane left over, the people of Puerto Rico marched on the, the what do they call it? It's not state. City? Capital? Province? What the, the, with the governor? They, on the, the governor's, governor's property. Pro, yeah, place. Mm-hmm in San Juan and they brought a giant guillotine with them that had, did you notice that? Did you see the other picture of the guillotine? It had the Puerto Rican flag on the actual cutting part of the guillotine. Oh no, I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh, that man. was the part that I was really that's like, good. yeah, that's yeah, good. That's good. So it was an enormous guillotine. That better send a message. I hope it does, but I doubt it will. If, if it sends the only message There's, they're going to get is got that they so need many armed guards. People, so many, you know, like another person resigns or someone else somehow who's just as corrupt as they are. Yeah, it's, it's really awful. Not good.
I just want everyone to know that after my tireless protesting against it, cashless is being banned in New York City. <laughs> it's all thanks to me. Don't thank anyone else. All of the thanks goes straight to me wait, in this wait, podcast. No, and it's not just all, it's not all to you. <laughs> it's all thanks to me pointing out how obnoxious it is. I did it. I did it. What? <laughs> so they're banning cashless. It's great. Yeah. The cancel people finally uh, got through the um, the banning of it because they were pointing out that it's against poor people and it's also inherently against minorities for the same reason, which is that they can't spend cash in the store and the majority of people without bank accounts are minorities according yeah. to their own data that they released. So I consider this a huge win for the Double Dungeon podcast. You can send congratulatory radio emails. Show. Radio show. You can send congratulatory emails and flowers to... Uh, or statements concerning the environment. Double Dungeon at Hotmail.com. Yeah. Um, I, we're just, this is a big win. It's a great day for the show. This was a news story that was hard to understand the first three times I read about it, and it didn't even get that much traction. There was a big settlement this last week from a company called Practice Fusion. Okay. And so what Practice Fusion does is that they provide doctor's records services to independent doctors. That's already hard to understand, but they do doctor's records. It's an online electronic records system okay so that's what it is for independent doctors so not big like yeah networks and okay. so they had to pay 145 million dollars because they were providing this record service to doctors and they had teamed up with purdue pharma the makers of the opiates so what was happening is if a doctor entered a patient's information and it yeah. said that they were having any pain at all it was uh, pop-ups were starting to come up that would um, recommend that the doctor consider opiates for the patients. Hey, that's... It was... For, like, I know that... It also, it went even deeper than that. So if somebody entered that they had prescribed the patients a Purdue Pharma opiate that was the non-expensive opiate, the yeah. non-time-released one, it would actually come back and recommend that the doctor take a look at the new extended-release Purdue Pharma pills to up the dollars that Purdue was making off of it. It also also pushed uh, doctors to prescribe uh, opiates for a longer period of time than they were initially recommending. Um, And over 230 million pop-ups related to these opiates were delivered to doctors. And we wonder why people were addicted to opiates. Wow. That's, yeah. So... They're just commenting on this in the news, right? It's not because anything's being done about it. Well, th- they paid the one forty-five million. Oh, I'm sorry, you, you were saying that, yeah. Yeah, which I mean, I'm, I'm I sure they just, made way more, mad, way more than that. Too angry to, yeah. I know that's nothing. That's nothing for them. Yeah, they're doing just fine. They yeah. can have lots of lawsuits and they'll be just fine. Yeah, terrible, terrible. Everything's depressing right now. That's really sick. You know what else is depressing? What politics at the moment. We're kind of live following the Iowa caucuses, like we said. <clears throat> Are we? But 
Well, I mean, not while we're recording actively, but oh, okay. we were. Okay, I got excited. Until, I was like, "Oh, did you did you ago. hit refresh?" Oh no, I didn't. You should actually, because I'm I I can't do more than ten things at once. Okay. Um. So Bloomberg's in the race. You knew this, right? I I did, but I keep Our forget, favorite. I keep forgetting that he's Our in the favorite. race. I, I just hate that these former mayors are like lingering in American the American public, like I Bloomberg already, and Giuliani. Remember, everybody loved Giuliani after 9-11. I, I completely remember. Oh, wait. Oh. He was America's mayor. They were calling him America's mayor when we all I knew he was about a creep. That. We knew he yeah. was a creep yeah. back in uh, 2000. <laughs> you, and then, like, just got into New York. <laughs> I had just gotten here, and all I heard was how, what a bad mayor he was. And he was good at cracking skulls and getting the homeless out, but that's about all he did. <clears throat> anyway, so Bloomberg is running, um, and he is spending a lot of money. He made... Uh, uh, roughly $2 billion last year um, off of just interest on the money that he already has. And he is using the majority of that $2 million to buy advertising for his political campaign, yeah. which he's not even involved in the caucus today. He's just spending money in other states, hoping to get enough that he can then take that into the DNC convention. Do you think he's serious about be- actually becoming president or is this for about something else? We're not in the conspiracy segment yet you have to wait until that comes out. i know well i'm not okay <laughs> i'm not asking because i'm leading somewhere I don't, I don't i'm just think, asking because i'm like well what, i think you know, he's there to block and they've talked about it he's there as a firewall against bernie sanders which they said that he's there to break up the vote enough that bernie doesn't get a majority at the dnc convention so we're, we'll get to that though so he is going to be in the debate that's happening is that next week or the week after soon very soon very soon he's going to be in the debate and the issue is that the DNC had to change the rules to allow him into the debate. And the rule that they had to change is the number of individual donors that a person had to have in order to be on stage. And so that's fine. But here's the issue is that less than a month ago, we had Cory Booker complaining that the DNC was using unfair tactics to get him and Julian Castro off the stage. Right. And he said, look, we have enough support. Just amend the rules and let us on the stage for the debate in February. And the DNC said that, uh, give me a second here. This is a uh, representative from the DNC in, in related to the Booker thing. They said, our qualification, cri- uh, I drank too much coffee. Our qualification <laughs> criteria is extremely low and reflects where we are in the race. So their qualification criteria is extremely low. And they were saying that they are refusing to change the criteria to allow Booker, Johnson, Gabbard, or Castro, Gabbard, those people into the debate. And yet they changed the criteria, those extremely low criteria yeah. to allow Michael Bloomberg in. It's horrible. That's... And people should be outraged. Um, additionally, this last week, <clears throat> we had uh, John Kerry overheard yesterday or the day before saying that he uh, he was talking about if Bernie Sanders continues to kind of have the surge that he's been having the past week, uh, he would have to consider stepping into the, the race. John Kerry. Yeah. And, yeah. People have been clamoring for him to, yeah. to enter the race. And everywhere. He was, he was overheard talking about what he would have to do to enter the race, which would include uh, stepping down from the board of Bank of America. And he would have to stop giving uh, very expensive speeches on Wall Street. And this is so so sad for him. Exactly. So sad. This is exactly why the catering. DNC is in such a hard place at the moment is that the people that are well known 
are just making money hand over fist working with Wall Street, working with the bad guys, the people that are bringing down the rest of the, the Democrats and the rest of the country. So that that encapsulates John Kerry at the moment, thinking about stepping in to stop <laughs> Bernie Sanders, but regretting that he would have to give up all the Wall Street money is exactly the issue that we're having in the country yeah. right now. Yeah. Terrible. Wait. What? Oh, never mind. I've got something backwards here. All right, we're on to the next one. <laughs> Speaking of the Iowa caucuses, this last uh, couple weeks we've had the impeachment hearings and uh, Senator Bernie Sanders and Senator Elizabeth Warren were not able to uh, campaign effectively in part in Iowa. Well, actually, they both did fine. But the point is that they campaigned less than effectively because they were forced to be in Washington, D.C. attending the impeachment hearings because they are senators, active senators. But I noticed... This the, the entire time the impeachment was going on, Andrew Yang's people were out insanely on uh, social media. Every single day the past like two weeks, Andrew Yang has been trending almost nonstop. Every single day he's been one of the top search things. Yeah. And almost every almost constantly for the past two weeks he's been out there. So his ground crew is one of the most effective out of yeah. all of them. They're very, very effective. That's what effective. that sounds like. Um, we'll see how he does tonight, but I, I was very impressed with how active and how um, just constant they were on social media. And he's, again, he, they're part of the reason that he was able to get so much limelight is that the other two were taken out of the discussion because yeah. they were involved in the impeachment thing. So I see him. I see what they're doing. <laughs> Watching you. I don't even know what to say. I got another conspiracy that I kind of made up myself. Okay. I found out about this book that I kind of want to read now. I haven't read it yet, so this is maybe premature. But the description of it on Wikipedia made me really want to read it. Dave Eggers has a book. Dave Eggers, he's famous, right? Yeah. Um, one of my uh, friends in college had a Gravedigger shirt, and he was in the writing class, and he used um, tape and Sharpies and crap, like put over the letters. So instead of grave digger, it said Dave Eggers. It was pretty, it was pretty good. Uh, anyway, Dave Eggers, uh, he wrote a book in 2014. I want to say maybe 2013. Okay. Uh, that's called the circle. And so the plot of the, the circle is that a young woman starts working for a massive corporation that is a thinly veiled alphabet or Google. And, um, in order to rise through the company, she starts out at a very low level. And in order to rise through the company, they insist that you take place or take, take part in the social activities that the company puts on, uh, including parties and they have uh, group activities. And like Google, they have all the office amenities, like a spa, a gym, all of those kind of things. So that you never really feel the need to leave the campus. Yeah. And so she starts and she kind of, makes a few mistakes and keep, they keep giving her chances to prove herself by getting more involved with the company. And at one point the company creates these wearable cameras that are unobtrusive, completely unobtrusive, but constantly streaming. 
And so they give her those and tell her, you know, if she starts wearing these, um, they'll she'll move up in the, the social ranking of the company. Yeah. And as the story progresses, her parents get sick and she's allowed to put them on her health insurance as long as they cover their house in these cameras for monitoring. And the whole thing just uh, as it progresses, it turns out that the company is actually just the front for an authoritarian movement and that technology is basically uh, trying to achieve total surveillance. And it's just kind of a parable for the system that we're living in at the moment. So I was interested in this book. I thought this sounds very interesting. Yeah. So I go to Google and I type in the circle. I thought you didn't even use Google. Well, I don't. Whatever. The DuckDuckGo is Google derived. And I can't find it's it's I have to search the dark web for this book because it's what? not it's nowhere in the top like five uh, things. You have to go in and type in specifically. What about the library? The Circle Dave Eggers. I'm saying because there's a TV show that came out in England in 2017 that has since been copied and is apparently popular on Netflix at the moment. That's called The Circle, which is supposed to be a social media based Big Brother style show. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Oh. And so people are voting on each other and ranking each other and people are trying to like scheme and progress in this show. And like I said, the entire first couple pages of search results is always for this show. Didn't that movie do very poorly? Well, that's where I was going to get to. I didn't even know there was a movie based on it. No, I remember. It's not based on the movie. It's not based. The TV show is not based on the movie or anything like that. It's just vaguely similar enough. Yeah. And it's named exactly the same in what I think is an effort to bury this book and the concept of this book to the average person. Just like the well, Chinese. They, they, they do have enough money to spend on covering up what they want, right? Yeah, they do. And they don't. Again, it's <laughs> more their, money than I have. It's their search engine. They're going to promote the things that are good for them. So that's my conspiracy theory. I, I think wonder, that they named it. They made the show. department that is that, you know, like go find things to we would want covered up. Well, you should depart- work for the... What the, department do you think that the is? scheming. Department of Scheming. You should work for them. You'd be good what's, at it. What's their fake name, though? You know? They're um, not going to be called... They're not going to be called the Department of Scheming. Research and Development? I don't know. What? Huh. Gotta find that out. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> enough of that. No more conspiracies. Adi. We gotta go back. Wait, for what? We're back to... We're back to the politics. I forgot... I forgot to... I have a sound clip that we gotta listen to. Okay. So remember how I was talking about John Kerry and he was uh, like trying to jump in to stop Bernie Sanders? Yeah, and pining about I, having to leave the bank. Big this bank. is a this is a morning joke clip that I just heard today. Okay. That I had to share just to so that I don't sound like just a crazy person that the DNC it's wants too to late Bernie for that. Um, so so here's our clip. So there's no doubt that if Bernie Sanders is looking like he's going to run away with it. For the Democratic establishment, that's almost as scary as losing Donald. Like, beating Donald Trump is really important. Almost as important as keeping Bernie Sanders from being the party's nominee. And that will help Mike Bloomberg if that's where we end up in the first week in March. I can't believe I forgot to play that. (laughs) That's a mess. How does that make you feel? He's not even a real Democrat. That's they can't have not a real Democrat as the Democratic nominee. It only it's makes common mess. sense. That doesn't. I. You can't have a popular candidate. It's it's be, who's going to change things up. You just need to either win or lose against the guy that you know what is going to happen. It's. I don't. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're done. We're getting out of this. Let's, <laughs> let's go somewhere else happier.
anybody has any issues, they should email us at doubledungeon at hotmail.com. Email us. Doubledungeon at hotmail.com. Ask Raphael. I might even read your thing twice, like I've been doing on accident. Who knows? Wait, did you do that? I read the salt thing twice, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so email us, doubledungeon at hotmail.com. So I don't remember why I started doing it, but I learned it from my brother-in-law that when you see a dog pooping, you have to make this hands. I'm interlocking my two middle fingers and you pull on them and you have to do that. Cause if yeah, you see a dog pooping, how? if you see a dog pooping and you don't interlock your two middle fingers and pull on them, you're going to get a sty. Who said that? My brother-in-law. Why? My cuñao. I don't know. I don't know where he got it. It must be a Mexican thing. It's just like, it's it's been a bad influence. I got to do it all the time. There's so many many dogs in this neighborhood. There's more. I just read there's more dogs than children in Denver right now. And I'm sure Brooklyn is pretty similar. We saw, how many many kids versus dogs did we see today? We should keep a tally next time we go out. What time of day was it? It was afternoon. There were a lot of After school programs. There were a lot of dogs. And we weren't in Park Slope. A lot of dogs. Okay. I don't, if I, I don't know what you do if you see a kid pooping on the street, but if you see a dog, you got to interlock your two middle fingers. No, you and don't. You pull, the thing or else is, you're going to get a sty in your eye. That you don't have to do that. You do. It's not. Have you're you were fine before you learned that. I probably was getting styes, and I just didn't know why. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I did want to talk about um, one of my favorite dogs that I ever saw pooping, and that was the what little are we talking about this? the little fat pug that okay. used to live at the end of my block. Oh yeah, and. He, his owner was like, what was he, like Puerto Rican maybe? Um, but he was like an older guy. And it was a really fat pug and he would go and poop. And then he would like just sit there and he would smile so big. And the <laughs> owner would come and he'd bring a paper towel and he'd wipe the dog's butt. Wipe the dog's butt. And then they, maybe he has a like nice carpet it. in the apartment. The dog loved it. Oh. That's the only dog I've ever seen that got its butt wiped. That's great. <laughs> Is this a gross? We can skip the gross stories maybe this week because this was pretty, a little bit gross. It's a lot. It's a lot. Adi, let's try and keep shilling for sponsors. We need to make money. Um, we should be making at least as much money as... Uh, some what? of the big we, podcasts me undies we need to sell out to me undies okay <laughs> <laughs> um so this week though i was thinking about uh we should sell out to world's finest chocolate do you remember world's well, finest they chocolate they already have the market on like catholic school well you don't need anything else world's finest chocolate uh we you probably had to sell them as a kid if you went to catholic school yeah they're actually kind of good, right? Do They're you actually the, all right. The almond one, I remember like really yeah, liking the almond one. Yeah, that one was all right. One. Yeah, the caramel one was kind of gross. Um, I mean, it was not ideal by them. I thought it was no, all right. It was fine. The the But the almond one was really good. But here's the best part about World's Finest Chocolates is that you would get that catalog and it was, had all the stuff that you could get if you sold a bunch of World's Finest Chocolate. And I always loved flipping through that. If I could find one from the late 80s, early 90s, I totally would like love to <laughs> really? read through that. Yeah, I want to see all the stuff that I used <laughs> I to could... get excited about. Yeah, I'd want to see have, that. There was always like a BMX bike 
and then there was like um, a stereo system or a boombox, I think. And then uh, it went all the way down to like little Walkman and then just stupid prizes after that. But I would always get so excited about the bike and all that and just fantasize about, oh man, I can't, I would love to get that bike. And then I, I don't think I ever got anything good. I didn't really sell that many. I was kind of bad at selling them. I was not good at that. I think my I didn't aunt, care. I think my aunt bought some, but yeah, mostly mostly what would happen is that the this... school would end up having extras, and the kids could just buy them after school. Really, the world's finest chocolates. Yeah, oh. so they would just sell them to the kids. But so my school is just we were always selling something. It was okay. The Girl Scout cookies. That's one thing. And the world's finest chocolates. And then there was the gift wrap. There was some company you're selling wrapping paper. Oh yeah, we had to sell gift wrap too. Yeah, it's all. It's just a lot. Yeah, that's not why I'm going to school. They should just have kids selling crack. No, just turn away. We should be way. selling anything. Yeah, go to school. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, why am I selling anything? Make Michael Bloomberg spend some of that $2 million on paying for kids' yes. school. Yes. <laughs> Terrible. Anyway, world's finest chocolate. You should uh, no, oh, sponsor right. us. <laughs> I'm going to be very positive about <laughs> or, it. Or if you have, the, if you have access to a, a world's finest chocolate catalog from the 80s, please email it to <laughs> doubledungeon at hotmail.com in PDF format because I want to look through it. If you thought I was done giving away secrets for how to get up to no good at movie theaters, you were incorrect. I have way more to give out. <sighs> this week, how to sneak into movie theaters when you're going with a bunch of people. So this technique works amazingly. From like, what, 20 years ago? No, this technique works now. Okay. So here's what you do. If you're going with a bunch of people, you buy like a third as many tickets as you need. So we would go with six people, right? We would buy three tickets, six or seven people. We'd buy three tickets. And here's what you do. Three people go in with those tickets. One person comes out with all three tickets. You give them two to the other people. And then you all go back in. And then somebody else has to come out and give that last ticket in. But you only buy three tickets for like seven people. Works every time. Okay. It's genius. I believe you. And I've never done that. That's yeah. the thing. It's like the people who are taking tickets don't care. I was one of those people. They don't care. So as long as you're like somewhat covert about it. Super cheap movies. You just have to go in a big group. Genius. I have a lot of stuff that happened at work since last show. And all of it is very aggravating. Well, except for one of them. So I had a guy... A guy come in and I was covering the bar while the bartender was smoking and the guy came up and he was like, hey, it's you. And I was like, it is me. I don't know. Who are you? And he was like, I haven't seen you in forever. And I was like, I don't. Okay. And he was like, you work over at Molly's, right? And I was like, what? what? And he was like, you're Irish, right? And it was an Irish guy. And I what? was like, what? No. And he was like, yeah, you're Irish, right? And I was like, I had to explain that I was not in fact Irish when a simple uh, look at any part of my body would probably tell you that I am not Irish. I enjoyed that. You know, yes. I get, I get yeah. confused a lot for a lot of ethnicities, but I've never once gotten Irish before. <laughs> and now that we're watching uh, Patriot Games, do I look like any of the guys in that? 
What? Oh, no, no. I was like, what are you talking about? Why would you? Then they're Irish. Oh. <laughs> um, another another fun thing. Uh, what if we... Sh- aren't there like... No, never mind. No, it's fine. So another fun thing that happened uh, or that happens is I'll get phone calls every once in a while and I'll pick up the phone and I'm like, hello. And they say, it's a very young voice. And they're, they always say, hey, I'm just calling to check. Do you guys check IDs at the door? <laughs> And every single time I'm thinking, absolutely, we are checking every ID at the door that's, now. That's like, yeah, I get that sometimes. Yeah. And I'm always like, I can't believe you're even calling me to ask me this. Yeah. But you may you're as well me tell me. Yeah, you're giving you're me a heads up. And you're not 21. Yeah, every night, all the time. As soon as we open, we have an ID person at the door. Yeah. 4 p.m. We're just waiting for you, still eating breakfast. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so how dumb that is. Uh, okay, and then I want—I have to wrap it up here. I have a um, <laughs> kind of a, a parade of bad tips that I got last week, which was a nice story all in, in and of itself. So the first bad tip I got was on a $47 tab, a guy left me, he rounded up to the nearest dollar. So my tip was 18 cents on a $47 tab, which already I was angry. The next, like, a few more sheets down where I'm entering the tips, there was one that was another $47 tab, and it had $10 written down in the tip spot. And then that was crossed out really aggressively. (laughs) And then there was a little drawing of a mouse, and it said, You're the rat, baby! That's... What? I don't know. I was like... Is that referencing something? I don't... The only thing I could think is that they're like, I'm gonna be a rat. No tip. I don't... I don't you're know. The rat. I don't was, know. Was from the, the departed? The drawing I mean, like, of, what is this about? Was the drawing of the rat my tip? I, I, I didn't understand. You're going to frame it. And then the last and worst tip I think that I've, I've ever gotten in my entire life was there was a guy who was there with a girl. I think they were on a date. And they were drinking our most expensive tequila as a shot, which it's not the type of tequila that you're supposed to drink as a shot. And then uh, they were also drinking cocktails as well and so they had had probably five rounds of the most expensive shot and then a cocktail and so it was a 125 dollar tab and in the tip spot i have to look it up because i want to get it correctly he wrote instead of tipping he wrote real short sorry i'll be back (laughs) 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 well it's like how short are you that you're not only drinking out, but you're drinking the most expensive. Yeah. If he had, if he had drank even just like regular good tequila, his bill would have been less than a hundred dollars. Yeah, and he would have had money to tip, and everyone and, would have been happy. And so that's bad already. But then even worse is that he knows he's doing bad. Yeah, and then even worse than that is I'll be back. It's like, if I see you again, I might like grab you by the collar and shake you. What is your problem? Don't come back. Don't come back. Never come back here. (laughs) Please. (laughs) So that's so frustrating. That was, um, definitely one of the worst nights in terms of no tips or bad tips I've ever had. Just in terms of how brazen the people were. The 18 cents, like if they had just crossed it off, <laughs> I would have thought, oh, well, maybe they just left a cash tip and I didn't see it or something like that. But the yeah. 18 cents. And then again, with that guy, if he had just written a line through there, 
I would have been like, oh, what a jerk. Didn't tip on the yeah, 125. Instead of, instead of saying something. If I ever see you on the street, <laughs> I might do something crazy. No, you're not. <laughs> oh, it was so bad. So we got the flu going around. Not just the China flu, the other kind of flu too. There's people getting sick. You, yeah, you were sick a couple of weeks ago. I had the flu. I don't understand people. It's bad. People get sick with the flu and then their first thought is that I need to be on some form of NyQuil or DayQuil the entire time. And it's so, that stuff is so bad for your blood pressure. It's so bad for. Nobody knows that. I don't understand why people don't take two seconds to educate themselves about how terrible this, like I, there was one time I was really sick and I went to the doctor in college and she took my blood pressure and they were concerned that I was uh, like pre heart attack. My oh. blood pressure was so high. Oh my gosh. Um, and she, the, the lady was like, don't ever take that again. It's, it's got a, I can't remember what it is, but it really drives your blood pressure up. And so what I do instead is I just take, you take the components that are in NyQuil you buy them all separately and they last you longer and you can only take, you take only what you need, match your medications to your symptoms. Yeah. Cause that's just like knocks everything out. It's just trying to hit every single thing. Plus it's loaded with uh, Tylenol or acetaminophen uh, just to make it so that you don't feel anything and can sleep through the whole thing. I probably should have taken that a couple weeks ago. <laughs> oh, I didn't feel anything. Man, that flu was, it was bad. I'm like, so, I'm never going to miss a flu shot again. If you have a cough, you take, uh, Robitussin DM, mm-hmm. which is dextromethorphan, which is for uh, cough, and guafenicin, which is for chest con- congestion. Yeah, you don't even need to take both of those if you don't have chest congestion. If you just have a dry cough, you just take DM. Just what um, you need. That yeah. makes sense. That makes need, sense. If you have um, pain, you take aspirin, or a fever, you take aspirin. And for everything else, um, you go with Doctor Papa's special, which is a shot of whiskey and a bunch of water. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Whiskey. <laughs> Whiskey. My family recommends that just, as well. Just drink a bunch of water. Oh, and eat. What is it? What's Dr. Adi's special prescription? Yeah, a shot oranges. of whiskey and eating a lot of oranges. Oranges. That's yeah, it. Yeah. But you also need that shot of whiskey. But the point is, don't don't take NyQuil. Don't take DayQuil. <laughs> Dr. Adi. It's bad. <laughs> it's not good. It's not it's healthy not good. for anybody. Don't do it. Yeah. We had a um, a bit of soup before we came on. Uh, I made a sausage and white bean with kale soup. Did you enjoy that? It was really good. Yeah. I actually, Stacey. it was very fast too. I, I'm not used to making soups that you don't have to really like stew or cook down. But uh, this one just had a chicken stock base. So that's all I did. Um, I highly recommend a quick soup like that. Um, the secret was to cook the sausage a little bit to get some of the flavors out and get a little fond going. And then I added the stock in and I used, um, when I was cooking the sausage, I added a little bit of anchovy too. That really made the flavor oh, cool. a lot deeper. So that was good. And then, uh, last Sunday we had a uh, porchetta. I made another porchetta. We had people over. Oh, that was so good. We had a big, it was a massive one. It was like, uh, 15 pounds before I deboned it. And then I seasoned it all with uh, garlic and uh, parsley, sage, orange zest. I remembered the orange zest this time, which was excellent. And then I baked it for like three hours and the skin got all nice and crisp. 
Next time I do it though, every time I've been doing it, I've been trying to take it out of the oven at 145 and then letting it go up to temperature and cook from within. I think I'm going to go to like 148 from now on before I take it out because every single time it's a little bit rare in just one spot. Really? Yeah. Um, but then I put it back in at, at like 450 and crisp the skin up and oh man, that was so good. But, and here's the issue. What's the issue? Uh, I was the only one that noticed it, but Adi, there's an issue that I've noticed more and more pre- prevalent in the pork that we're getting. Okay. And it's called boar taint. Boar taint. It was tainted. It tasted good, except that I noticed. It was very heavily spiced, so that's why no one else probably really noticed. Okay. It has like kind of a musky. Oh, um, you've mentioned people, this. People call, say that it's a little poopy, the flavor. Oh, and it's it's got just like a very musky. Well, let's just not say that. Then. Weird flavor to it, and so here's the problem: is that apparently like one in eight um, pigs, if they are male, um, develop this boar taint. But I've noticed it more and more often in the pork legs that we're we're getting. And we go to a, the place that we get it from is like a union butcher shop. It's actually I actually like their meat are selection pretty union? well. Yeah, um, I like their meat selection pretty well. Um, but it's not even like if you get uh, heritage pork, it still happens in one in eight pigs. They get this flavor. It's some kind of phenol thing that gets in their fat and it just makes them taste really like gamey and kind of gnarly. So this one, unfortunately, had a little bit of the boar taint, which is why actually I think there's a, a, a hunk of pork that I need to toss out in the fridge still from last week. <laughs> um, so it's only a few days old or over over good. But uh, yeah, I, I tried cooking it up the next day and yeah. I didn't notice it until the next day when I tried uh, sauteing some of it and I could really smell and taste it. It's just oh. obnoxious and it stinks because you can't tell until you're eating it, basically. Like sometimes you can smell it on the, the, the pig. Yeah. But this one didn't, it smelled That's fine. Yeah. But this one, oof, I could definitely oof, wow. taste the, the boar taint. But fortunately, like I said, it was, it had so many herbs, so much garlic. It really kind of masked the taint <laughs> oh God, you don't have to do that <laughs> do you want to give us an update on the iowa caucuses <laughs> just read the read the tweet that you're reading or the the headline there is this a uh, uh, trump per the trump campaign uh, Iowa Democratic Caucus mess. It's the sloppiest train wreck in history. <laughs> sloppiest train wreck in history. Yes, there's never been anything that's, sloppier. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's pretty funny. Um, it's, that's the latest, everyone. So we're in the Papa the Papa segment. Um, we went yesterday and ate some very expensive pho, which is Vietnamese soup. If people didn't know that, we went and ate some very expensive Vietnamese soup at a local restaurant <laughs> at a local restaurant called Dai and Dai DND 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 I don't know how to pronounce it I don't it. know either but it's it's in Vietnamese yeah and with, it was very uh attractively decorated inside it's very pretty and the prices were more expensive than I was hoping but they weren't outrageous I wasn't outraged and you got some beef over noodles is that how they 
I don't think um, it was labeled that. I think it was beef over rice on the was it or but, was it? Beef but it definitely noodle? wasn't rice. Yeah, it, it was, was it was rice noodles that they had like pan sautéed and crisped. I've only in a had it before of, in like a Chinese a nice Chinese yeah, yeah. restaurant. And then they so, they they cut them into squares and you kind of eat it that way. Yeah, but the that beef, was really good. The beef was really flavorful too. It was good. And then I got All the, the textures were good. I got the pho, which was excellent. The stock was really really good. You could tell it was all natural. No, like from like sometimes you go to the in New York pho is especially hard to eat for me because a lot of places you go and it's got you can tell the soup base is basically instant yeah ramen-y kind of stuff. You can just taste and it makes you really super thirsty after because it's got a bunch of MSG and salt in it. And I heard somebody was talking about MSG the other day and they were saying it was all psychosomatic. I 100% disagree with that. When I was a kid one time, we were eating a lot of ramen and there was one that we were getting that had an extra packet of MSG. And so I was putting that in there and I kept getting, I had to go to the hospital because I was getting such, I was getting such severe chest pain. It hurt right straight down the center of my chest. And I'm a little kid. I'm a little kid. I don't know about MSG you know yeah. the, the whole thing i it i was having issues and i had oh, to go no. to the hospital that's scary um anyway. you don't know what's happening oh the the pho was excellent they it had meatballs in it that you could tell were either house made or at least like made not in a normal factory they had flavor they tasted like meat and it wasn't just like a tennis ball yeah yeah um, oh that's definitely different yeah, yeah. from the tennis yeah. balls yeah. yeah it was good it was good it was the the soup was 16 dollars, and that it was about the size of what i would say a medium at most places is um but it was very high quality i didn't i enjoyed it that i would bro- eat there the again. broth in your yeah the broth was, was excellent was great it was excellent. yeah anyway the whole t- the whole time we were there i was thinking about the time that i don't think i was i there i don't know if i was there or i've just heard this story so many times there was a time that papa so the reason that my family eats so much pho and always has is that the janitors at the school that my dad used to teach at were Vietnamese, I believe. And so sometimes we would go out to eat afterwards with the the janitorial staff. Um, And so we would go eat pho. Um, This is 1994, maybe. And there's a place in Denver that's on federal that we've been going to our entire lives. And so there's one time... (laughs) One time we were there, Papa got a large pho and he was eating and for some reason he used to get bloody noses pretty often and he got one right when he was eating pho and he just had blood pouring down his face and getting into the broth broth, and it was like cooking in the broth and um, somebody pointed out that he was bleeding all over the place into the soup and he was like, what? Uh, Oh, and he got a napkin and did the thing that he always used to do, which is twist it up and jam it up in his nose. <laughs> and so he just continued to eat his soup, even though it had all the blood in there. And it was really gross. Um, but yeah, he there's also a, a pho that actually comes with bone marrow. So I don't, you know, what's the difference between human blood and bone marrow? Same thing, right? It's the same thing. It's flavor. Thing. It's all flavor. Flavorful. It's all flavor. Adi. Yeah. I got some junk. Okay. I'm not. Okay. Well, he's back. (laughs) He's back. I had to run and get some of my junk. All right. Yeah. What do you find this week? This week, I found a pair of Air Nike Air Huarache. Huarache. I only know that as the Mexican. Huarache. I only know that as the the Mexican dish that's like. It's it's something you eat, which is why I don't know why they're called that. Yeah. 
Um, well, we haven't investigated. I'm sure it means something else. But I found a pair that were in my exact size, and they look to be in fairly new condition. They're and I provided very small you a scuffs, spray. And you brought me the foot spray from your work. <laughs> uh, to sp- Not foot spray for me, but foot spray the disinfectant yeah, for the shoes. Yeah, so Kills got, everything. Yeah, so we got that. So I got like a brand new pair of shoes. Um, today we also did a little exploring. We went back to my old apartment because uh, today's the third. And it's the end of the month, so people move out. And... Um, They had a bunch of junk that mostly was bad, but they also had this. (laughs) (laughs) That was a, people can't tell what it was, but that was a popper. Oh, I can smell it. It smells like gunpowder. Yeah. So I I had these in my pocket and I was walking to the gym and I was like, oh man, I'm totally going to pop one of these. I'm I'm even cleaning up after myself. I know. Oh, where's Mookie? Oh, she's like. Oh, terrified. did you scare the cat? Yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that. She's fine. She's fine. She's all the way on the other side of the Yeah, apartment. she's not um, near us. So I was walking down the, the street and I felt in my pocket and I was like, oh yeah, I have all these. So I was like <laughs> looking to pop it and I was looking around and there was like people everywhere. Yeah. I just wanted to pop one, but there were people everywhere. So yeah. finally I got to the end of the block and there was one guy like a third of a block ahead of me <laughs> and I turned and there was nobody behind me. So I took one out of my pocket and I... <laughs> Popped it off, <laughs> and the guy was carrying bags, and he dropped both of the bags, and oh, immediately no. turned around. Oh like no! I, like I was, he thought I was like shooting off or something. I don't oh. know. So, and then I just walked past him, but he picked his bags back up. But I really He's scared okay. him. Did you yeah. apologize? Oh, look, she's coming in to investigate. Um, no, I didn't. I just went to the gym. But okay, that's a but point. he saw that you weren't a menace. Uh, I mean, I kind of am a menace. So. <laughs> your segment you can take the lead what am i talking about beyond meat why because we're talking about beyond meat you had a beyond meat burger i did my coworkers on but what are we going to talk about though my coworkers um were both ordering the beyond meat burgers from burger cane and i don't know why but then they were both like oh we're both getting we're both getting it. and you're like like do you want one and like they were so excited that i felt like i had to um but then i liked it a lot and then you you totally uh, destroyed my enjoyment of it because I told you that it's full of weird chemicals and stuff. Yeah, and I knew that you're probably right, and that was probably no matter how delicious it was, it's probably to be the last one I'd ever have. Well, I was at, I was at um, the. Organic, it was very sad because I liked it. I was at the organic market, and they had right next to the buffalo because they can't have just hamburger there; they have to have buffalo. I don't know why. Right next to the buffalo, they had a Beyond Meat pack and i picked it up just to look at it and it yeah. looks so gross like you can see the solidified whatever kind of fat is in there but it tastes good it really looked disgusting it tastes good it looked nasty i'm, I'm just gonna it's the first and well, the only one i'll and then today we, we were walking by and there was a place that had the beyond burger and it was what was it twenty dollars nineteen dollars i'm not sure it was expensive ridiculous yeah. it's if i'm paying for stuff that is not even organic it's like, or, or I mean, it's inorganic material, not organic, like organically grown. You haven't had one. I haven't. I don't. It I tastes don't need good. To, I like. You know what else tastes good? Vegetables. <laughs> Just cook up. I used to. You're, get, you're the one eating like I, a bloody beet burger. When I used to work for neighbor hoodies, and we were making the hoodies, um, Baron and I used to go get lunch sometimes, and I would get uh, the veggie burgers that they had at the market because they were actually really good. It was like a veggie patty 
that might have had like sesame and something on the outside and then the, it was like flash fried or something it was yeah. really good it looked like um in india they have a fake hamburger that's called like the king raj or the raj i don't remember what they called it but okay. it's the same kind of thing it looked exactly like that like kind of a fried thing with onion and tomato and lettuce that was really good the one that i used to eat um, <laughs> so it doesn't have to be like bleeding everywhere gross yeah stuff it can it can taste good if you just make like a regular I'm just going to pretend green. that I never ate it and I won't be bummed. Oh, well, I'll, I'll get you some. We'll cook it up with some cayenne no, and I don't, I jalapenos. Don't, I'm going with veggies. I don't want the Beyond Meat <laughs> because of your advisement. It's all my fault. You know, I was, I was thinking this week, and I don't even remember why, but I was thinking, John Mayer has it really nice. He can show up at, like, any music show, and whoever the audience is, is going to be excited to see him. Like, he could show up at an R&B show, he could show up at, a uh, like, a hip-hop show and play some guitar, he could show up at a blues show, he could show up at... I don't even know. Like, the, if he showed up at the halftime soup of the Super Bowl yesterday, I'm sure people would have been excited. I I would comment, but I just I just really I. You don't care about John Mayer. No, it's not that I. I don't even know who. I don't. It's know not that, that much I don't him. care. I just yeah. I just really. He just really appeals to people. I don't know why. I just don't know. Maybe he works about for the CIA him. too. I, maybe I mean, <laughs> doing what? I don't know. Playing guitar around the world. Being a non-influence. I don't. I don't know. I'm just saying though. But people people really seem to like him. And not just one type of person. People from across every musical genre. Mm. So, I think I think we need people to email us and tell if you us hate, to if you hate John Mayer, email us at doubledungeonhotmail.com. Like, yeah, what is, what is actually? The, wait, I think my aunt went to go see John Mayer. What? Somebody went to go see John really? Mayer. Really? I remember this now. Now that I'm thinking about it, so he's cross generational as well, because he was a little kid playing guitar in the what was that '90s on probably whatever the daytime TV show was, but. Anyway, John Mayer's got it good. I got a question. Okay. If you walk around in a historic neighborhood of any kind, you're going to see this at some point, which is a building that is made of old brick that has been restored. And the problem is that the bricks that they use to restore the building are never the same size. They don't make bricks in the old size for some reason. So what you end up with is a lot of brickwork where the bricks are super neat and orderly with very thin mason. And then the bricks that are attached to those are filling in are smaller. And there's really thick mason, like uh, the mason mm-hmm. stuff all the way around. Yeah, that makes sense. And so what I want to know is why why can't they make bricks in old sizes anymore? What, what Like why can't they customize it? No, it's not even custom. It's why did they stop making those bricks? Oh, I don't know. Cuz those bricks are so much the brickwork is so much neater and nicer looking. Even on new buildings when they're brick, when you see them going up, the brickwork is never as nice as the old stuff. Yeah. But I just want to know that's not even the question. The question is why did they stop making those old sizes of bricks? That's to do with What money. is it about construct Yeah, but what is it about current construction that's different 
if you work in construction and know the answer to this <laughs> or are an architect by chance, double dungeon at hotmail.com. Yeah. I really want to know this one. I Tell have us. no idea. Help us. We were sitting in the coffee shop looking across at a building that had been completely gut renovated, but the facade is still there. And yeah, it was, you can see where the new brickwork is because the brickwork is not only sloppy, but also so much looser. So it's interesting. Um, we have to go back in time because I forgot something. Recommendation. Fun to do bad things. <laughs> Ari. Why do you play that? <laughs> I just saw the button and I love that. Uh, I have a recommendation. And I don't think okay. anyone I know is living with this recommendation currently. Anyone you know? That we, I, I've never been to someone someone's house and seen this. And that recommendation is to get yourself some Korean spoons. If you've ever eaten at a Korean restaurant, you know what the Korean spoon looks like. It's super long, and it has kind of a wide, flat eating surface. And it's super useful for eating all kinds of, like, any kind of, like, a, a uh, rice, any kind of bean, rice and beans, any kind of, even, like, an egg I can eat with that spoon. And it's so much more convenient than a stupid fork. I hate eating with a fork. I think we should all have Korean spoons, is the point. We should also eat out of the Korean bowls, but that's a different Oh, yeah, topic. we should. But the Korean spoons, they're fantastic. I love the shape of them, and I love the long handle. Um, I only have a couple, which I think I obtained both through uh, illicit means. Uh, fun. Fun to do bad things. But <laughs> get yourself some Korean spoons. If I could buy if I could buy the BCD Tofu House spoon, the one that's like stamped, yeah, I would. Yeah, you would... I would, totally, I would pay yeah. for it, but you can't. I, I, I looked online. I can't find them. There so. must be a keyword that you're missing. Keyword is five-finger discount at BCD Tofu. No, That's it's a... not. <laughs> anyway. All right. Let's keep wrapping up the show. We're wrapping it up here. Wrap wrapping it up. Wrapping it up. This is the follow-up segment. Okay. We have a follow-up to a story we did. Really? Like in one of our first episodes. <clears throat> in one of our first episodes, we talked about how in the cashless segment, uh, Wawa had their credit card information hacked and they stole a whole bunch of numbers and, and information from users. <clears throat> it turns out it was way more expansive than was previously disclosed. They had their credit cards, uh, or sorry, their... Um, Customer information was being stored in plain text for over nine months, and hackers had information. How could they miss that it was in plain it? text for nine, nine months, months? Nine months. How? How? I have no idea. But nine months. Don't give your credit. Don't give your information to anybody. Stop using credit cards. Pay cash. I had a guy come in the other day who we have scanners for IDs now. Yeah. And as soon as he saw that, he was like, "I, I don't even. I don't have Facebook. I don't on purpose. So I'm not letting you scan my ID." And fortunately, it was like super late night, and he was obviously old enough. And he seemed, yeah. other than that, he hit the right he hit the right person. I'll put it that <laughs> way. And so I was like, "Look, I'm because I'm, I wasn't doing anything else. I was actually working on a pinball machine, so I was yeah. out to watch him, and it was almost closed. So I was like, "It's fine. You're going to need to do this if you ever come back here. 
I'm, I told him cause he was like, I, I, I would have brought some other, he had, I can't remember what other ID he was saying he would have brought. So it wasn't a big deal, but it, people are out there, crazy people who don't want their information out there like me. Is there a different form of ID that he thought would have been fine it, to scan? Yeah, and He was saying, I'll bring a passport next time. Cause you can't scan that. And I was like, well, it's fine. I know oh, the guy was like, okay. the guy was like 40 something. So you have the scanner and if you have a passport, it's a, pa- the passport, and you have to look at work. it manually. Yeah, exactly. So okay. there's no, nothing to scan. Oh, that's so. interesting. Hot tip. If you want. Yeah. I guess you need to have a passport, which again, we're Which tying back to another been. thing. I, I don't understand with the real ID, how you can get a real ID with a passport, but the passport is also takes priority over the real ID. So what's the, just have a passport. I don't know the answer to that. Real ID. Don't know enough. Stupid. I don't know enough about real ID. Stupid. Are you? Yeah, but, but there might maybe there's a reason. Camps. With what are you our talking? Real ID. No, don't. You're going. You're really I'm going, going too off far. the rail. Yeah. Going too far. Going, uh, uh. You gotta do what? I gotta believe. What are you looking forward to? Um, I want to eat more of the soup you made. Oh yeah, it was good. And that was more. good. You can take some to lunch. Yeah. Good. Um, that's all I got. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I <laughs> am looking forward to. Um, we have to. I don't know if this is looking forward to or just looking ahead to. Okay. Uh, we have to get rid of all of our plastic bags because they announced on NPR today that they're um, gonna not only in March is New York city getting rid of plastic bags as an mm-hmm. option at grocery stores. They're um, forcing grocery stores to get rid of their plastic recycling bins at the same time. So we got to get rid of the trash bag monster that lives on our so, sink. But yeah, but what if people still have leftover? You're on your own. You got to light them on fire to get rid of them. I don't know. What's the benefit? But, okay. All right. The point is You're just reporting to, on this. Yeah. yeah I, next time I go to go to the grocery store, I got to take those all back. Um, not that we have, actually, we don't even have that many right now, right? Okay, that's an entire bag full of bags. <laughs> I guess we have more than You're I You're in expected. denial. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what else am I looking forward to? I'm looking so it's forward just to... New York, wait, I'm sorry. It's, yeah. it's just New York, it's New York City. State. So New York State. Oh, New York State. So we could go to New Jersey. Yeah. Next time we're we're gonna take a Greyhound <laughs> to New Jersey. We're gonna put our Greyhound tickets on Sezzle. Go to <laughs> yeah, New Jersey for and, plastic bags. Yeah, get rid of my plastic bags. <laughs> okay, sorry um, to interrupt you. <laughs> I'm looking forward to today. Was nice and warm. Oh, I'm looking forward yeah. to warmer weather. It's been kind of cold when it's recently. supposed to be. When it's supposed to be warmer, February. February supposed to be cold, right? Cold, cold, yeah. cold. Yeah, this well, is coming. Odd. Not next episode, but the episode after. Maybe it'll be warmer. That's not even right. No, no, it's <laughs> we have not. Like, we have like two more months of cold. The ground, right? wait, some ground. The, one of the main, the you know, the Groundhog is alive and famous said spring was coming. Soon. Oh, yeah, they they announced that at karaoke. Punxsutawney. They announced it at karaoke. Well, they did. I saw, oh, those I guys. How come I hadn't heard that Bill de Blasio killed one of the... I don't know. You must have known that, that? You must have known that at some point. He dropped he, it right on its head. I, so it was... It exploded He's like, like never going to touch a groundhog again. <laughs> What's the one? Was it Staten Island Phil or whatever? Um, was it that one? I don't know. He killed one of them. He's a murderer. I'm glad have he's to not. Find out. I don't remember. I can't believe I don't remember this. <laughs> they um, would have used that against him. <laughs> I'm looking it up. Which one? Um, Poor groundhog. And I'm also looking forward. To, it's time to start planning for our summer vacation. So we need to get that all squared away. 
So I'm sorry, the first <laughs> the first headline is from the New York Post. And, and it says zoo and cover up after Groundhog Dread by de Blasio. Does. It's a conspiracy. Staten Island Chuck. Yeah. Staten Island Chuck. Chuck yeah. Oh. Well, thing. he's Chuck's no more. Um, I'm really looking forward to Montana. I really hope I can go this year. I wasn't able to the past couple of years. Well, so. you have you have like three months vacation this this time around. So not that much. Well, you have a lot. You should be able to more go. than my typical zero. Yeah. So you have much more than zero. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Good. I think it's time to get out of here. You're looking a little tired. And you look excited to look into the Iowa caucus results, which is not normally high on your priority list. Um, I really liked that quote. (laughs) People should uh, email us at doubledungeon at hotmail.com. That's it. Call your moms. 